You are listening to episode number 364 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon and Vegas.com. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Also, get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a -a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pools, the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Hey, Tony, do you have a permanent setup for your podcasting, or is it something that you have to set up each week? Great question. A uh, little column A, a little column B. So yes. I own a a a blue, literally that, like that, that's the, the name of the company, a, a blue microphone. Right. Um, I keep it plugged in because I've got, I purchased a, a USB um, expander, for lack of a better term, so I can plug a bunch of USB things into this expander, and then it's got one USB plug mm. that I plug into my into my computer. So I've got my headphones uh, that I plug into my headphone jack. I've got my blue microphone that's already pre-plugged in. And so I just log into Skype. And, you know, particularly every once in a blue moon, I do need to do a bit of a sound check because for whatever reason, my laptop wants to. As we will know. Yes, as you guys definitely know (laughs) firsthand, a little man behind the curtain. You know, every once in a while, I do have my computer for whatever reason will do a will do an auto reset, and it wants to run my sound through my my microphone, so I can't hear you guys. But but that's you know that's once every two or three months that I have to deal with that. So long story short, I I don't know how well I did. You answered my question, but uh, my point was uh, I I have to do the setup uh, every week. And it's one of those things like I I would love to be able to have a permanent setup, but I I just can't like there's nothing stopping me. No one's telling me that I couldn't do it, but it's just it's the messiness to it would just drive me crazy. Yeah, I got you. I got you. You know, one of the things I have. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Karen. No, I was going to say we we can't turn our our only remaining guest room into a little podcast studio because then we won't have any place for guests. Right. Because you have so many guests that come around. I mean, this like, what a really <laughs> cool problem to have. Right. <laughs> well, but uh, no, they my, do come around, my, but they never want to stay with us, which is also <laughs> a good true. problem that's to true. have. I mean, no offense. I, I yelled at you guys when you first moved to Vegas. I'm like, no, I don't want to sleep in your goddamn guest room. <laughs> I'm going to stay in a casino in Las Vegas. It's all very strategic, Tony. It is. Right. It really is. I know you guys are the worst and that's the best part. Um, <laughs> So moving on real quick, I, I, I've got two uh, uh, things I wanted to share with our listeners. Number one, okay. I ever so slightly 
uh, misinformed our listeners. That is a lawyer way of saying I lied to you. <laughs> I, I misinformed you when I said that the most recent season of Intervention is all Vegas. Unbeknownst to me, mm-hmm. I guess yes. only the first eight episodes are, are Vegas-centric. Yeah, so, which so, bummed so us. We figured that out. Yeah, we got we to the one like, we're like, hey, what the hell? This isn't Vegas. Huh? <laughs> I don't care about this guy. <laughs> And I'm like, these goddamn Canucks, I don't give a shit about you. I'd, if I were Canadian, I'd have a drug problem, too. Why not? Jesus. <laughs> the hate, I say the, the hate mail or the, the angry Twitters will start coming in. Right. <laughs> that was really more for our buddy Mitchell than anything else. Um, second of all, though, if if folks want to, if you've got HBO Max, there is a new television program called Hacks, H-A-C-K-S, Hacks. Mm-hmm. It stars Gene Smart as a, um, let's just say, past her prime comedian, but it all takes place in Las Vegas. And so very much like the television show Vegas, uh, Las Vegas, where you've got this fake casino on the real Las Vegas Strip, oh. same thing's going on here. So if, if folks are, are have HBO Max, you may want to uh, consider tuning into Hacks. Uh, my wife says there is so much Vegas porn in this show that that our listeners would likely love it. So and that was that was one of the things that I noticed about the intervention um, shows that were in Vegas because I thought it actually showed a ton of yeah. the strip and downtown and and all of that. But then when you got to see the neighborhoods, I thought was was interesting because yeah. I, I think a lot of people just either don't believe we have them or, or forget about them. I don't know. But yeah, I, right. I loved being able to, to see a lot of the neighborhoods too. Right. Right. But yeah, definitely a lot of Vegas well, porn in the intervention as yeah, well. Yeah. I, I added it to our list of things to watch. All right. For sure. Hacks, For sure. There it is. One of the things that, that my wife and I actually talked about was the very last Las Vegas episode deals with a young man who happens to be gay and he's struggling with his, his sexuality and, and, and that's, part and parcel why he's got um you know uh, this this alcohol addiction but i said to my wife i'm like oh my god we have to go to this gay bar next time we're in vegas i want to see if i can actually meet this guy oh my god (laughs) and then well unfortunately because he relapsed uh i shouldn't give that away exactly which is why i'm like oh he's gonna be there yeah he will be there and i don't know that he i i don't know that he struggles with it i think he struggles more with the fact that the way his family reacted well that's absolutely that's absolutely but yeah (laughs) well there you go so lots of lots of fun vegas shows for our listeners but nonetheless we should probably start the show he's mark she's karen i'm tony and as always we start with random vegas Flamingo's cascading feather signage on display today on the southwest corner of the property was created by artist and parade float designer Paul Rodriguez in 1976. He was also the designer of the clown marquee for Circus Circus Reno. I got that from Hmm. Neon Museum and some of my own research. Hmm. That was really interesting. That's really interesting. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, just insofar as I consider the the flamingo feather signage to just be beautiful. Like I can, I oh, truly, yeah. truly yeah. can just stand there and stare at it. And I love it. Some of the no best offense, in Vegas. I don't necessarily care about the clown marquee. At no. Circus. So <laughs> this guy created this one thing 
And then he did this other really amazing know, thing. Right? <laughs> and maybe I was just trying to bring him down a peg, like going, I know he created this great thing, but he also did this. Well, everybody's, everybody's got to start somewhere, right? I mean, right. you know, learn and learn and grow. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, exactly, Karen. I hope he started with the yeah. clown marquee. If, if he started with the the new flamingo stuff and then went to the clown marquee, that's that's a that big step, a step backwards. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Something that is 100% worth its win this week is our twit pick of the week. The Eiffel Tower experience in all her French glory, glowing blue, white, and red. The two-third replica of the Arc de Triomphe, the Paris balloon, it's all there. It's a postcard-worthy snapshot from at Maverick Heli of another resort that has embraced its theme in the wake of detheming. And doing so shows that they know its audience and how to cater to them. Continued thanks to Maverick Heli for providing unique perspectives that inspire impassioned monologues. Karen, I, I, I got a couple of thoughts, so I want you to chime in first. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the, cat's, Hi. the cat's freaking out. <laughs> Why? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, okay. You got to explain it now. I do. I have to explain it now. So, you know, they have those like fishing games for cats that you could right. download your phone and your iPad and stuff. Right. Well, historically, our cats are fascinated by watching them, but they never touch them. So I'm sitting here. So I, I, I just turned it on. You know, Feldy's up here and I haven't played it in a while. So I just turned it on for him and laid it down. And he's typical Feldy just sitting there watching it. All of a sudden, just as Mark's finishing wrapping up the, the monologue for this one pick of the week, he freaks out he starts batting at my phone sliding one <laughs> paw underneath it going just like completely freaked out and i just it i'm sorry it made me laugh oh god i love animals they're so much fun i, I agree um, i absolutely agree sorry okay no, back no, back no, to the regularly apologize. scheduled show um i think it's a really cool picture and i you know when i first heard that they were putting those lights on the eiffel tower last year um i had two thoughts one was what took them so long and two was what is that actually going to look like? Right. And I mean, this picture is a great example of, yeah, they did a great, great job. They did. They really did. And I do, you know, your point about, you know, Paris embracing its theme instead of like so many other places, de theming, I think is, is spot on. And I love that they're doing it. Yep. Well said Karen, because what I really wanted to like hammer home was, Please stop the de-theming. Luxor, I, I don't know what you're thinking. You are a fucking pyramid in Las Vegas. You should just own what your entity is. And I would say the same thing about Paris. This is beautiful. You know, part of the re- so I, I think I've said this on the on the podcast before, but just a fun little gather around Kitty's grandpa's got a story. The first time I ever came to Vegas, I stayed at Imperial Palace because my parents paid for it and they were looking for somewhere inexpensive yet still on the strip. So that was, you know, and and none of us knew any better. So that's (laughs) what we went with. But when I was walking through the different hotel casinos on the strip, the moment I was walking through Paris, I said, the next time I come to Las Vegas, this is where I want to stay. Wow. And sure as shit about mm, conservatively three months later when I was back out in Vegas, (laughs) that was where I stayed was at Paris, Las Vegas. I want Paris to please continue to just embrace 
who and what they are. It's a beautiful casino. It's a beautiful facade. I love everything about it. And frankly, I think it's super cool when you're walking through the, the casino floor itself and you've got the legs of. Yeah, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's that's just so cool. And, you know, it saddens me when you're in Luxor, which is truly, a, when you're inside, you see the four walls all slanting into the peak that is a pyramid. Right. Please don't walk away from that. Just own it and, and 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 be proud of it because pictures like this make me say, damn, I haven't stayed at Paris in a while and this picture makes me want to go back. Wow, thank you. That that's awesome. <laughs> in other words, Tony agrees with your twit pick of the yes. week this week. I, listen, there are times. That's a fun part about Tony, right? He will tell you sometimes, Mark, your your write up is better than the picture itself. This is one of those instances where I'm like, no way. This picture was just wonderful. And and I get why you would, why you'd choose it. And the monologue was spot on. So you just hit it out of the park this week. Boom, dude. Nice job, honey. Got to work on that (laughs) self-loathing. As always, gang, we will link to the photo on our blog. We'll feature on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let's get into the moon. (laughs) <laughs> Let's get into the news. <laughs> <clears throat> Mr. Bacardi's really quick sneaking up on us. <laughs> First up, Resorts World Entertainment Calendar. Tell us about that. Yeah, the Resorts World release, the Resorts World. I don't know why I put the the on there, but they released <laughs> their <laughs> resident performer schedules for 2021-2022. Starting with Celine Dion for 10 shows, starting November 5th through the 6th, 9th and 10th, 12th and 13th, 16th and 17th, and 19th and 20th. Next is Carrie Underwood for six shows, starting December 1st, 3rd and 4th, 8th, 10th, and 11th. Katy Perry will then perform eight shows starting December 29th and 31st, then January 1st, 7th through the 8th, 12th, and 14th through the 15th. And lastly, Luke Bryan, who I'll confess I don't know who he is, uh, for six (laughs) shows starting February 11th and 12th, 16th, 18th through the 20th of 2022. Tickets for all shows will go on sale Monday, May 24th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. As a reminder, Resorts World's Theater seats 5,000. It's so funny that these are residencies, but they're like, you know, six shows, eight shows. Right. That's not not what I think of. They're fair (laughs) enough (laughs) short-term residencies that many of people... They're a limited engagement is what they are. So... Yes, they're playing fast. They're short-term residencies. Well, the question is, are they going to keep up this kind of rotating schedule? Because I could see where... Well, and this may just be the first... X amount of shows scheduled that doesn't mean that these guys aren't coming back to do more. Oh, well, yeah. No, that's what I assumed. Yeah. I mean, for them to make such a big deal about these artists, I'm assuming, you know, Selena is going to do more than 10 shows. Right. So I, I'm just wondering if they're going to keep it on a, a rotating schedule like this or and maybe they have to just for the stage setup and layout. It's mm. like, like you can't intermix them. Um, yeah, or know. if they're going to go to longer runs. So instead of 10 shows, maybe Celine does 20 and then it rotates See, to that, the next That person. would be my guess for Celine. I don't know about Carrie Underwood, Katy Perry, Luke Bryant. Those all sound like short-term residencies to me, and, and that's that's what they're going to be. 
but who knows? I don't know. We'll find out. But there's date set. Yes, finally. Yes, I always get excited <laughs> when we get dates. That is that is super cool. Well, and what's super cool about us talking about these residencies ties in beautifully with this next story, which is we've got the maskless. Nope, nope. There's no K at the end of that. Just one K, Tony. Maskless May is coming up. (laughs) This week, the CDC announced that people who are fully vaccinated no longer need to wear a mask indoors or outdoors. Shortly after the announcement, the state of Nevada adapted the new standards and removed the mask mandate. Then the race for casinos to update the standard operating procedure began. It took a night of confusion and some scrambling, but as of 2 p.m. today or something like that, you no longer need to wear a mask (laughs) in any open Las Vegas casino if you're fully vaccinated. Unless you work at the property, then you still have to wear a mask. No word on how many people will show or no word how people will show that they're fully vaccinated. However, the honor system appears to be the preferred method. Additionally, this week, Stratosphere, MGM Resorts, Caesars Entertainment, Station Casinos, and Boyd Gaming were all approved by the NGC to operate at 100% capacity, effective immediately. Nice. That leaves Tropicana, Casino Royale, Venetian Palazzo, and Treasure Island Circus Circus on the Strip. It's been it's been a very interesting 24 hours since yes. this announcement came out. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, un- unfortunately, there have been some asshole or reports of assholery. Yeah. So, uh, how yes- so? Well, yesterday, <clears throat> excuse me. Yesterday, we went over to walked over to Smith's, and this was actually before I had heard that Nevada had also adopted the mask list that the CDC recommended. Right. But um, you know, we're walking into the grocery store, and this guy walks in without a mask on. And of course there's a, an employee standing there saying, sir, you have to wear a mask. He's like, no, I don't. Yeah. It, sir, you have to wear a mask. No, I don't. Nope. CDC, CDC. CDC said I didn't have to. And it, it, it's immediately starting. It's like, literally this is hours old and right. you're already being an asshole it's to like, the employee. Just, just be patient. It's all, we're all going to get Absolutely. to do it now. Exactly. And that's the thing. I mean, I think businesses now are trying to figure out because like so especially with a grocery store because I don't think most of them are offering the same kind of incentives that like the casinos were to get their employees vaccinated so you'd hope having an indoor pharmacy well you'd, you'd hope <laughs> the employees would be first in line to, to get that true but you don't just have to walk right over there like right there right but there's still a lot of question about um so okay yes the state of Nevada dropped the mask mandate but did Clark County and Clark County has said they're not going to meet on it until Tuesday. So it basically means the restaurants and everybody else are are screwed. Right. They they have to, I mean, any other business, do they still have to? I mean, as far as we know right now, yes, they still do because Clark County has said they have to and Clark County took over control of this whole thing. And Clark County is real shitty about it too. They're just kind of like, yeah, we're meeting on Tuesday and they're like, wait a minute, this just came out. Can we talk about now? We're meeting on Tuesday. Yeah, no, they're meeting on Tuesday. They they won't move it up or at least they haven't moved it up. So these poor restaurants and, other establishments don't aren't, aren't getting the the benefit of this now maskless mandate right you know and, and they're going to be the ones getting shit and they it. are and so then you know people come in and say well i don't have to because you know not only did the cdc say but the state said and they're and the, you know these poor frontline employees are like look our policy is still our policy that you have to wear a mask right and then Absolutely. people are getting angry like i saw one guy today I, I went to the grocery store again today and there was a guy that was in with his kid and I mean, the kid was probably 12 or 13 years old. And I felt so bad because the kid's going, dad, we got to put our masks on. And dad's like, no, we don't keep walking. No, we don't. And I'm like, what? 
I mean, obviously your kid's Poor not comfortable kid. with this. Yeah, I mean, let him. And just he's, scarred him now. He's going to be germaphobe. Right. Well, and he's at that age. I mean, granted, you know, if you're, I think, twelve or above now, in or yeah. above twelve in, in, Nevada. in Nevada, you can get the vaccine. But that just started. Right. So right. you know, it's yeah. I'm just, I just want people to stop and take a breath, yeah. and just work with each other. And, and don't get angry. We're the, we're making progress. Yeah. Look at the wins here. Yeah, it's it's happening. It's just it, it's it's not going to be instantly. I mean, and maybe part of it is that the shutdown was so instant, right. at least here, that mm-hmm. you know everybody's like, no, reopen it immediately. It's like, okay, there's still a lot of variables going on here. People, let's yeah. just just work with each other. Just everybody be nice. <laughs> we'll figure it out. One, so my my buddy uh, Jason of you know vice long john line fame jason sent me a text message earlier today saying so meyer and kroger are still requiring you to wear a mask despite the cdc and our governess saying you don't have to wear a mask anymore so what gives and i and i texted him back and i said don't forget these places smith's Kroger, they're all that you're still dealing with private property, right? So they can impose their own mask mandate, irrespective of what the CDC or your state is otherwise requiring. Just because the state doesn't require it doesn't mean that the the private property themselves aren't well, allowed to go ahead and impose it. It's the they same as the whole can impose no shoot, no, no shoot. No, no shirt, shirt no, no shoes, shoes yeah. no service. It's the same thing. Right. It, I mean, they're just going to yeah. add the no mask on there if that's what they want to do. Now, will that, I think as as patrons of these stores. I just feel bad for the frontline people because oh, yeah. let's be honest, oh, what it boils down to. Yes. 100%. What it boils down to is that you don't need to wear a mask if you're fully vaccinated. No one's going to ask you if you're fully vaccinated. Right. So if you don't want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Right. Just don't be a dick if somebody asks you to wear a mask. Right. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. right. And realize you don't have a constitutional right to go grocery shopping at Smith's. Right. Exactly. Well, that's what I mean. The the patrons, if you don't, if if a business, any business is requiring you to wear a mask and you don't want to wear a mask, you have the right and the choice to not go to that business. They don't have to let you in. Exactly. (laughs) Right. I mean, that's, that's the thing that I think people, exactly Tony's point. You don't have a constitutional right to walk onto somebody's private property and refuse to wear a mask if that's part of their rules. I mean, you don't have the, the right to walk in without a shirt on if that's part yeah, of their rules. Right, exactly. It's the same thing. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Well, we belabor that point, so we should move into prop bets. <laughs> Actually, before we do that, we have some breaking news that uh, oh, I'm we, ready. we just added. Drop, and uh, I titled it Caesars Slashes Entertainment. Uh-oh. In their first major move as the new owners of Caesars Entertainment, El Dorado has slashed its entertainment lineup. Not just headliners like Chippendales, X-Rocks, Friends the Musical Parody, Bronx Wanderers, Sex Tips for Straight Women from a Gay Man, Anthony Cools, and Wayne Newton. But Vital Vegas is reporting this is the plan for all their live bands that will lead to the elimination of the stage at the Carnival Court outside of Harrah's. The move is interesting because news of all these shows closing means Caesars Entertainment is no longer getting rent uh, from these now empty venues. Wow. That is fascinating. Huh. I, I'm not sure what to make of that because some of these places, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, isn't it, uh, my understanding is they get, they being the casinos, get a cut of not just 
whatever the the entertainer is bringing in nightly, but they get this guaranteed pool of money every month for the rental unit of their of their space. Right. Yeah. So they four wallet, so they they have yeah. to pay for the rent and and the seats, and it's up to them to market it and. Uh, get those seats filled so they can get their money back. So, yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense unless Eldorado has a deal with some other entertainment company that... That's just going to come in and take over Yeah, everything? just do all these shows or something, but I don't know. That's that's weird. Who's going to who's gonna take that on? I, I have no idea. There, there are all sorts of companies out there, Karen. Or this is just <laughs> another example of Eldorado's ridiculous management style. I mean, ultimately, this is the one thing I love about Las Vegas is the market will adapt. If we want this many shows, it's going to happen. Somebody else is going to pick them up. Uh, and, the good and ones will get picked up somewhere else for their space right. for me. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So Now that makes me sad. I wanted to go see Potted Potter. Is that not going to come back now? Uh, that was Potted not on the list of, of shows that was cut. Yeah, so it's it's supposedly all, I guess it's eight books, right? Nine movies. But eight Harry Potter books right. in an hour and a half. Right. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just thought, an hour and a half. Yeah, I want to I see how they do this. And I've heard it's hilarious. Yeah. So I was looking forward to going yeah, to see that. Yeah, fingers crossed that one. That one. Yeah, finds a home someplace. Yeah. Bummer. I agree. Okay. Now let's get into prop bets. And again, just for if you're brand new to the show. Prop bets is, um, you know, an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. And first up, Vital Vegas is reporting that Caesars Entertainment will roll out to all its casinos the Roll to Win Digital Craps game by July 1. And I'm not actually, if I can jump in and just take some editorial comment on this one, I will simply say I'm not adamantly opposed to this decision. I think that it certainly serves a niche. Um, but for me personally, and, 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 and Mark, I'll be interested in getting your thoughts on this because we both played at this particular game at Harris. I personally, I like the, I like the chips. I like having the chips in my rack in front of me. Mm-hmm. I like placing them, you know, like in the table and saying, I want a $6, six and eight, please $2 on the, you know, uh, Whatever, Yo, whatever you're betting, right? exactly. I, I, I agree. With, I, I agree with you. I, I I think it is more fun to play with a, with a live table, uh, especially the the way that we play at Vegas Vacations. Um, I I feel like these digital tables are going to become the new five dollar tables for craps. Mm, if that's sure. if you want to play craps for five bucks, that's how you're going to have to play it. And if that if that means there's more five dollar tables available, I'd be happy with that. I agree. I'm I. Definitely do not want to see this become the primary craps. No, I'd like to see it be an option. I mean, like you've got the bubble craps, you've got uh, uh, the mini individual craps. Right. You've got yeah, yeah. I I haven't played on it yet, but when I when I we learned do that, oh, oh yeah, we we can. Um, but when <laughs> when, when I excited. learned that um, you like you can't tip the dealers. Yeah. On it. Like weird. that to me is one of the most fun things of bet is betting for the dealers on a regular. Agreed. It's a table. very communal uh, experience. And exactly. when, when you're with people that, you know, it, it makes it even better. Um, and then all that kind of stuff, like it, it's communal with the table. Right. The people who are actually running. Oh, yeah. And believe me, I, I would go to this versus the bubble crap. So I never have to listen to the come on. 
button. Push the button. Push the button. <laughs> you know, that if I never, just walking through a casino now, that's like nails on a chalkboard for me. It is like nails on a chalkboard. I can't stand it. So, I mean, just that, this, this has a leg up. And the fact that you still actually get to throw the dice, yeah. you know, I, I appreciate that. I I do want to try it to see what it's, it's like as a meld of the technology versus the, yeah. the old school. But, yeah, it's, let's, I just hope this isn't a... I'm getting more and more skeptical of any of El Dorado's decisions on what they're doing in their uh-huh, casinos. Fair. And this, well, one this makes is technology. Me, this is, this is, is happening, but you know, I'm not a huge fan of, of the stadium uh, gaming either. Same. Yeah. So true. Yeah. We'll see. All right. At Las Vegas locally is reporting that the Madison square garden entertainment estimate that the sphere concert venue will cost 1.8 billion or 600 million more than it costs to build all of circa. Thank you. I think I wrote that very poorly. I, I don't feel like I read it. Yeah. As I was reading it, that first part didn't sound right. Yeah. So Madison square garden has now given a new estimate for what the sphere is going to cost. And it's 1.83 billion, Jeez. which is 600 million more than it costs to build circa it's 33% more than it costs to build a, an entire casino. It's just a, just a concert venue. Good luck to them. Yeah. I hope it works out. <laughs> Caesars Entertainment announced that they are postponing plans to sell one of their strip properties until the economy recovers more. Vado Vegas reports that the San Manuel Indians were in discussion to purchase Cromwell from Caesars before coming to terms with Palms in station. Wow, that's wild. Do you? So let me ask you this. I, I'll put it out to both of you. This is just a, a, a quick like gut reaction. Which Caesars property do you think is most likely to be sold by Caesars? Just don't overthink it. Mark, go. Planet Hollywood is what I would have said, even though their their big concert venue at, at Zappos uh, is in there. For some reason, that that just I I don't know. That's that's my gut reaction. Was Planet Hollywood is what I expected to hear. I respect uh, that, Karen. I Planet Hollywood would be the the one that I would prefer. They they spun off. Not not that I want them to spin it off, right. but I think that makes the most sense to. I unfortunately, it seems the most appealing. Honestly, I would I would think so. I mean, um, Cromwell is is very appealing, especially with that concert venue, that day pool right up on right. top, and that location on the strip. That, well, maybe a tiny and place. for somebody that's trying to get into the Vegas market right. to have a cool boutique hotel like that would be much less expensive than, you know saying Planet Hollywood where you also have the Miracle Mile shops that you have to buy which are still not renovated completely from when that was the <laughs> right last the time. passage whatever it was but I th- I think that Bally's is a very strong contender which disappoints me to say that and I, I know it's just because uh, I still think it doesn't work because it's attached to Paris I, I agree that's the part that doesn't make sense to me but I think just the if if Eldorado is looking to unload something. I think Bally's with all the I mean, shops honestly, in the front the, and all that craziness yeah. and kind of its its cost point in the marketplace might make the most sense. But the argument being that we're still in the or, or probably at the tail end of the the shopping movement in Vegas and and that's that's a key asset now. That, the Link Promenade, and the park and key I, assets. Believe me, I hope I'm wrong. I, yeah. I mean, I, I think out of all of them, it would make the most sense for them to sell Planet Hollywood. Yeah. But, you know. What about all. you, Tony? I'm going to go with a ridiculously unpopular opinion, <laughs> and I would say Caesar's actual casino. 
So follow me on this. <laughs> follow me on this. For, for the record, Bally's, there's absolutely no way this would ever happen. I hear you, but, <laughs> but follow me on this. All right, fine. Bally's and Paris are, are connected internally, as, as Karen Apley points out. Then you've got across the street, right in a row, you've got Cromwell, yep. you've got Flamingo, you've got Link, and then you've got Harris. Right. It doesn't make any sense for them to sell any of that because a la the game of Monopoly, when you've got that whole <laughs> entire side of the board owned, you don't sell anything there because then you lose money when somebody walks out of your casino and into another casino. Right. Yes, but then Caesars is the, the other, other side of the street. That's what he's saying. Um, yeah. On the other side, though, exactly right. On the other side, you've got this one, literally one Caesars owned or Eldorado owned property. But it's your high end option. It's the only high end. I get that. But you're counting on people that are a part of this monopoly, a part of this. Which are none of them are high end. Right. Yes. Right. You're, you're counting on them going across <laughs> the street to hit Caesars or or likewise, they're at Caesars. All of a sudden they cross the street and they've got all of these other casinos that are good for their players card. So, it just makes more sense to unload Caesars. So so Tony's saying one of these things is not like the others. <laughs> Mainly in, in location and price point. Because right. Caesars, as Mark Apley points out, is their high end piece. I get that. But if you're staying at Link, Harris, Flamingo, not I'll exempt Cromwell, but Bally's, Paris, you're clearly going for the uh, bargain location <laughs> on the strip. And I have no problem with that. I respect that. That's where my wife and I stay. You're looking for a higher end experience at Caesars, this one off casino sitting all by itself on the left-hand side of the strip. So there you go. Unpopular, but there's my statement. That's a, no, it's an interesting thought. I think, you know, the, the flip side of that argument though, Tony is they almost have a whole little block cornered because Caesars takes up as much space from Cromwell all the way down to Harris, basically, you know, so they have like a whole, yeah, you cross the street, you're still going into one of their properties versus planet huh? Hollywood is at the mm, tail end of interesting. it. So, noted. you know, you could just stop it at Paris and you've yeah, got all they, of their options the right block, there. Yeah, I mean, they're all point. so consolidated. It's kind of the same. It, I hate to say it's kind of the same reason that Mirage has been rumored to be on the, the chopping block for or the, the sale block for MGM because it's so far removed from everything else that they have. Well, it's not because it's not that far. It's Bellagio, Caesars, right. the Mirage. But it's, no, it's I mean, we, like we just said, Caesars, though, is like an entire block in and of itself. So there is a significant distance there compared to all of its other properties. Right. Very cool. interesting. It, it, that, that was a fun conversation. That was, that was fun to talk about. <laughs> Hogs and heifers is going to court with downtown grand over the eviction notice they received in 2019 from downtown grand claiming the hogs and heifers created a quote unquote unsafe environment in downtown. Now, just to be clear, hogs and heifers has been at its current location for nearly 16 years, one six. Isn't that amazing? 16 years. That is amazing. I couldn't believe that. That to me was the most shocking thing of the whole story. <laughs> one, of, one of the interesting bits in, of, because I read this story, I think I saw it on Twitter. I didn't realize that downtown Grand has basically taken over that entire street. Yeah, right. For valet parking only. 
So hogs and heifers can't do, they used to do a lot of outdoor in the street gatherings. Right, right. That they can't do anymore. Well, they still have motorcycles that come up. They do have motorcycle parking in front, but that's it. And I hate to say this, usually when there's a, like a neighborhood biker bar, like hogs and heifers is. Right, there's trouble. No, it's (laughs) usually one of the safest places. That's because the trouble is all at the bar. Well, and and the patrons aren't going to put up with somebody being an asshole outside. So, Absolutely. I mean, it just in general, bikers are some of the most protective people I've ever met. <laughs> they really are. I mean, if, as long as you're a nice person, they usually are pretty, you know, maybe it's because I'm a woman. I don't know. They've always been incredibly nice to me and extremely protective of their friends and their family. I know, right? Karen, when, when a guy says, you know, do you want to see my bike? That isn't him being a real nice guy. He's flirting with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't, I think this, I don't know what downtown grand is trying to do because they've already closed that commissary they lost the mob bar i know right they like they can't get a food option to work or a bar or nightlife or entertaining or any kind of entertainment thing yeah and so why are you trying to you know evict one of a, a very popular and busy bar from I mean, do you really mean to tell me that people are not going to walk down to downtown Grand because hogs and heifers is across the street and is super loud? Yeah, yeah. it's bullshit. I, I agree. You know, I, I uh, my my wife and I have some slightly slightly different um, politically philosophical viewpoints, and one of the things that I say to my wife that she may or may not necessarily agree with is I say I love when I see somebody. Who who's got an open carry strapped to their belt because I know number one, who not to fuck with (laughs) the person that if somebody starts shooting, I want to stand behind the guy who's got the open carry strapped to his belt. (laughs) So my philosophy about hogs and heifers is you go in there, you don't be an asshole. You befriend the fellow bikers and if shit starts to get real, guess who's got your back? Right. right. The people that you've been nice to all this time. You don't judge them based on how they look or what they wear or whatever, you know, right. the bikers might be. They're being Vegas themselves. Places. And I'm right. so okay with that. I love it. Yep. I, I don't, I can't believe, I can't, I literally, I saw this article earlier this week and I thought, I cannot believe that they're picking a fight with hogs and heifers. This is, this is crazy to me. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. crazy. To me. This is very disappointing downtown Grand. I concur. Vital Vegas reports that MGM resorts are looking to start charging for parking again in June, just in time for the NHL playoffs. New to their in-house policy, however, parking will be free for locals. Now, this is going to sound shitty because I'm, I am a local and clearly this would benefit me, but this has been my complaint from day one is that, you know, anybody charging for parking, like, okay, but it doesn't count for the locals because the locals, hey, we live here. Like, right. of course you want our business. I mean, we could go to a local casino, casino like a stations or a Boyd property right. or something else. But hey, no, we're making the effort to come all the way down to the strip. Be a little nice to us. Yeah. God, that re- sounds like a pretentious local thing. Right. <laughs> a little, but it's so awesome. I love it. No, you're right. Be nice to the locals. They're the ones that live here. Exactly. Hey, I got a question for you guys, by the way. I don't know. I apologize if this happens to be later on in the news, but have you heard anything at all as it relates to, you know, with casinos reopening 100% and no mask and la, la, la. What's going on with um my beloved Main Street Station? Have you guys heard anything yet? No, we still haven't no. it's there we thought we would hear something more with um 
Southwest. Uh, well, you know, that's, we, that's coming up a yeah, little bit later. But yeah, there is a point earlier that, that we think is going to help that, but we haven't heard anything officially yet. Right. Okay. All right. Very but cool. they did. I mean, Boyd did get, uh, again, approval for all of their casinos to go back to 100%. So that's got to help. Right. It's just, okay, now they've got to get some demand. And right. I don't know what Hawaii's rules are right now because right that now. could still be the big barrier. I mean, we might right. be ready to welcome folks, but Hawaii mm-hmm. might not be willing to welcome them back. <laughs> right. So right. that could right. be part of the problem. Wipe out the island. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. The Las Vegas monorail announced that they will resume operations starting May 27th. Good for them. I didn't know if they were ever going to start back up again. I think um, we're... we're uh, well, they're starting up in time for the next convention that's coming in. The right. concrete convention. Well, and that's what I mean. Like, I think that we're, we're a place that can have multiple forms of mass transit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I still think the monorail will move more people than the tunnel really? thing. Because they're cars. So? They're literally just cars in a tunnel under the ground. So? I thought it was going to be like a people mover of some kind with these... Big, yeah, they're moving people. Yeah, but they're cars. <laughs> they're just driving. <laughs> underground. Aaron, I, think, I think your the degree to which you win the argument you're making will be where these individuals are going to be let out of the cars on right. the property. Because right now, I think the, the worst part for the monorail, which I do love. I really do love the monorail. I've used the monorail many times except that you gotta know you're going to be dumped off just the worst fucking places at Mandalay Bay or excuse me uh, MGM Grand so you're going to have to hike it right so if all of a sudden, you know, when I can take an Uber and I can be dumped out right there at the Porca Shore and I'm seven steps into the casino, yes, I will pay a couple extra bucks to Uber to drop me off at the Pork Shore to be in the casino. What happens with this particular um, underground Elon Musk thing, I think is going to be dependent upon, well, where are you going to be let out? And and right. and I mean this sincerely, I'm going to put it on the record right now. The monorail's death will be, where does Elon Musk's cars drop the people off at? Because if right. they get dropped off anywhere near the main casino area, a la Uber and taxis, the monorail doesn't stand a chance. Right. It just doesn't stand a chance. Right. Well, and I think especially for right now, the you know the tunnel thing is focused on transporting people within the convention center, which I think is necessary because I've I've gone there for an event and had to hike it. Well, number one from the parking lot, but then number two inside, and then number three all the way. Basically, if I could have gotten out of my car and walked into it, it would have saved me all, like a mile and a half of walking. Mm-hmm. So, because the place is massive. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's and, and even bigger now. Even bigger now, right? With the the new expansion, which is yeah. which is huge. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. Okay. I can see that. I can, and you're right, absolutely right. If they're gonna, if 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 Elon Musk is targeting the conventioneers and all of a sudden you're being dropped off where your conventions are being held entirely different, you know, story. And that's a game changer for just those folks. I'm sure they're going to appreciate that stuff. Well, and there are other permits to extend it to go to resorts world and downtown. And I mean, everybody wants to get a a stop on this little hub thing. So it's going to evolve, I think going forward, but I'm just saying right now, just watching it, I'm totally unimpressed by cars in a tunnel. 
<laughs> Fair point. All right. I'll move on then. Las Vegas is being threatened as the new home of another Oakland sports team. This time, the baseball team, the o- uh, Oakland Athletics. If the city doesn't approve the construction of a new oh state, sorry guys, that was I had the emphasis all wrong. Every no, no, so you were doing no, fine with it. You had it. It's a sports ball. I don't know why this one landed on you. Mark should have made an adjustment for you intentionally, but that's right, okay. right. Uh, no, I apologize. I, I everyone I, has to do their uh, part. I truly do like to try to read ahead and be like, okay, here's where I'm going to put the emphasis in the sentence. But, but this is only if the city doesn't approve the construction of a new stadium. Right. I'm assuming back in Oakland. Yes. yes. So yeah, they've Got been they've been going back and forth about wanting a new stadium and Oakland's refusing to pay for it. And so Major League Baseball has given the athletics the permission to go look for relocation site. Okay. Yeah. So right now, Las Vegas has a professional football team, which is the Raiders, and a professional hockey team, which is the um, the, the Knights. Knights. Mm-hmm. Is that is that the extent then of Las Vegas's professional sports team? Currently, well, yes. they, they have a minor yeah. league baseball team with a brand new stadium that's only, I think, three years old, four years old. Um, and they just announced the minor league team for the um, Knights is in Henderson, the Silver Knights. So we have the Golden Knights and the Silver Knights. <laughs> Silver Knights, um, nice. I love it. And, and they're building a new arena for them there. And, oh, they just announced last week or week before that we're getting a indoor football team. I haven't heard that. Oh, yeah, I, I saw it. Oh, and it's owned by the, the Knights owner. I'll find it for you and we'll yeah. talk about it. But no, yeah, so that <laughs> they are getting a, an indoor football team as well that's going to play in the a same. challenge. This is that's news fine. that I don't have. They're going to play in the same arena as, as the it. Silver no, Knights. No, I, I, I stand firm. There's no way it's true <laughs> if I don't know about it. <laughs> yeah, they're going to play in the same arena as the Silver Knights, which, you know, is going to now be called the Dollar Loan Center. You mean arena. the Golden Knights? No, the Silver oh, Knights. Silver, oh, okay. Silver right. So, they're, it's again, it's an indoor football team playing there. So, there are other teams and from what I understand, major league baseball has some very weird rules about uh, where their uh, baseball stadiums can be located. Like there's distance. They, they can't be within a certain distance of another major league facility. It, it's there's that all kinds of make any stuff. sense because Cleveland has one right next door to the other to uh, the oh, that's true. I don't know. I heard yeah, it from Quick somebody's arena is literally across the street from, from Jacobs, Jacob's field or well, whatever, whatever it's called now. It Progressive now. field, I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's scratch that last part. But um, yeah, this is why I challenge your knowledge. I, I will. I'll find it and I'll show you and you will apologize and you will acknowledge that I was right. Yes. Which you should be used to by now, given oh, we're yeah. almost 25 years in. Read your right? story. <laughs> oh, I just love you guys. <laughs> by the way, you guys are, are June 22nd, is that correct? That's correct. Cra- yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I, I won't tell you why, but Uh-oh. someone, someone, someone that we know, love, and trust Uh-oh. reached out to me about that. So <laughs> I just wanted, I'm, I'm glad that I confirmed that. But no, 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 I, I, I'm, I'm giving a little shout out to that that couple, right? That, that person, that couple. But you just keep some, releasing more information the more you talk. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I, I, I want to tease both you know. and the listeners. <laughs> I want to know. All right, next up. 27, A Musical Adventure, begins its residency at Virgin in the venue formerly known as Vinyl, rebranded 24 Oxford. The show honors performers that died at age 27, including Kurt Cobain, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, and many more. I was shocked 
when I saw the list of artists because uh-huh. there's so many fucking people you know that, that died at 27. That died at 27. Yeah, 20, no, there's tons. It, it's incredible to me. Yeah. What is it about 27 that all of a sudden they're all like eight and damn it. I just, I was begging, praying that the, uh, achy breaky heart, uh, daughter <laughs> would, would, would 27 it out. And she didn't. Wow. Jesus. That's Tony. Wow. That's dark. Tony. What do you got? Just, what do you have against Hannah Montana? That's it. Yes. <laughs> uh, everything. Everything. Just her. Just her pure existence angers me in this world. I just. Just. Uh, what I want to do is I want to meet her in person, buy her the biggest fucking highball that I can find, and just oh have God. her shoot the fuck. Hey baby, what's what's a highball made out of again? What's the what? Speedball. Co- cocaine and heroin. What's that? You just, you just watched it on Intervention. It's cocaine yeah, and heroin. Move, let me move this along. Oh, Dick's Last yeah. Resort uh, had its grand opening at Neonopolis this week. Yeah, still not interested. <laughs> Don't they Let's have circle one? back to my, they have my one in Excalibur. That's what I thought. Yeah. There's one in Excalibur. Yeah, now they got one on Neonopolis as well. So good for them. Well, good good to have more options. Especially in Neonopolis. Let's fill that yeah, place yes, out. Yes, there's plenty of real estate there to, to put stuff into. That's right. That's right. Southwest Airlines will begin offering nonstop service to Las Vegas from Hawaii. That's super cool. Starting this June, currently all Southwest flights to Hawaii are routed through California airports. Yeah. That is really interesting to know. I, I is as popular as Southwest is for being a high quality discount airline. I am really surprised that Southwest has not had a direct nonstop from Hawaii to Vegas before, you know, prior to now that, right. that really does surprise me. Yeah. I've flown Southwest many, 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 many times. And I really like it, especially if you pay a couple extra bucks and get the, what's called the, well, <laughs> what I love to refer to as the fat man seat, where you get a couple <laughs> extra inches of, of your seats so that you're, you know, you've got some comfortability with your, your armrest and whatnot. It's a, re- I like Southwest. Our friends, um, Brian and Tonya out of Ohio are just like, they will profess to anyone that will listen to them you got to do what you got to do to get the free um, passenger add-on. And then oh, you yeah. can fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We you have that. Fly. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Nice. So, so if I, like, we buy one. What the hell do you guys fly to, though? Because well, we, you live at the happiest place on earth. That's true. So well, do you ever leave? No. We Honestly, we haven't. We've, we've left once since we've been out here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, we and I, a lot of times, because I used to fly Southwest a ton for work, and so I'd get the companion pass. And I'm not kidding you, when it, it was, especially when we were living in Chicago, when which is a, a hub for them, just the fact that I buy my ticket with points, you know, so I don't even have to pay for it. And then I, Mark could travel for free. Great. Yeah. It's a hell of a deal. Yeah. It is a hell of a deal. And, but you can't, just so you know, for the record, Tony, every single seat on a Southwest flight is exactly the same size. You you can't upgrade. They don't have a business class. They don't have a premium plus. They don't have anything. Every single seat is the exact same size. The, I wonder what I'm thinking The of. best thing that you can do is... Um, either pay for the early bird or pay to be one of the first 10 passengers allowed on the plane because then you have your choice of any seat and you make sure you have overhead space. Oh, okay. So that's that's kind of how they're... Maybe I'm confusing it with Allegiant. There, there's, there is a discount 
uh, airline that has, again, what I love in there for two is the fat man seat where I've got a couple extra, <laughs> you know, inches right. on either side of my. Yeah, no, Southwest, yeah. every single seat is the same size. The best you can do is get like the exit row where you don't have anybody in front of you. Okay. Um, and, or maybe Still. some extra leg room, but yeah. Let's kick ass. <laughs> Circus Circus is refreshing their food court dining options. Plans are for a Dairy Queen, an Einstein Brothers Bagels, Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen, and a Pickup Sticks Fresh Asian Flavors. <laughs> it just sounds racist. Pickup Sticks is the name of a re- Asian restaurant. You're picking up chopsticks. I, I get it. To eat I, Asian food. I get it. It just I'm saying it sounds. I'm not saying it is. I'm saying it sounds <laughs> like it's racist. I think the best part is the worst part about the situation. So if somebody were to say to me, hey, Tony, I'm going to go to Circus Circus and I'm probably going to eat at their food court. What do you think my dining options are going to be? My initial reaction would be like, well, my guess is they probably got a Dairy Queen. I would assume an an Einstein Brothers bagel. Of course, they're going to have a Popeye's. And just for fun's sake, they're going to have some iteration of fast food Asian, right? (laughs) Like there's nothing about this. No offense, Circus Circus, but there's nothing about this food court that seems unique. Like I'm never going to go to Circus Circus because of something that they've got. Even Well, I don't think uh, they were trying to appeal to you coming here like going, Tony, we have Dairy Queen. I will say this. I appreciate the fact that they have branded food items instead of the random pizza place, the random, like the hot dog, like just the no name, like create your own sort of thing. The fact that they're getting branded names in here. (laughs) Because I'll tell you what, if you're at Circus Circus in the middle of the night and you're hungover and need somebody to soak up that alcohol, nothing's going to work on that hangover better than Popeye's. You get that spicy chicken and the, the, oh, their red beans and rice, it's going to be delicious. You're absolutely right. I, and you're in, and that's so true. I, I think that, um, you know, I, I was speaking with my wife yesterday, today, one of the couple of days, I, I don't, At I try some to point. talk to her as little as possible. And, um, I said to her that she said to me, Oh, Hey, did you hear that Bobby Flay's? Oh no. I talked to her. She said to me, did you hear the Bobby Flay's place open? And I said, are you talking about the burger place? And she goes, no, I don't know what you're talking about. It's, it's his Italian joint. Yeah. And that was where Mesa used to be. And I said, no, that's super cool. And and I do want to eat there like, like, you know, how we tried Mesa. I said, but did you know that he has a burger joint that's opened at the Caesars food court? And like the best part about my (laughs) wife is it's a lot like the line from a Christmas story where the boy's talking about how his dad can string cuss words into a sentence like it's a foreign language. And my wife did the exact same thing as it related to buying a burger off from some grill that had been a smash burger. (laughs) I would never pay that kind of money because she goes, you know, whatever, whatever the burger is, there's inherently a five to seven dollar price increase for that burger because you're getting it from Bobby Flay. Right. She said, but they're still going to serve you the same fucking smash burger <laughs> that you would have gotten. And so I just I, I guess that I'm only sharing that fun story with the listeners, because when I think to myself of an Einstein bagels, Popeye's, you know, Louisiana chicken and pickup sticks, you're inherently paying an extra three to five dollars because you're buying it in Las Vegas as Circus Circus. Right. But 
I concur with uh, Karen. When you just need something to soak up the the booze, you don't care what it costs. Exactly. And that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to coming attractions. attractions brought to you by vegas.com is a portion of the show where we share with you accent artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in vegas in the future first up dead mouse is performing at the downtown las vegas event center friday may 21st show starts at 8 p.m and tickets start at 30 bucks i think we're gonna go downtown so we can be uh, there while that's going on not not for the event but i mean as loud as that it's stuff gonna be is. loud yeah yeah you should at least be able to walk by the outside of it and go, oh, look, what's going on? Right? <laughs> Evanescence and Hailstorm are performing at the Chelsea at Cosmopolitan Friday, November 12th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $40. And guess who's going to be there? Yeah, we already got it. You guys, really? Oh, yeah. We've really? Isn't, is, uh, and and I'm, I'm, I might be confusing them with who's saying the, who's saying kiss me? Beneath the oh yeah, no, no, not that. That's not that, either that one of these two. It's neither one of these two. Then I have nothing to contribute to the storyline. Feedback is is a common element uh, with, with these with these bands. Hailstorm Hail is not as well known, but it's it's another. So both of these bands have female lead singers. Evanescence is is known because I can't remember her name, but she's a very operatic, really? yeah, singer. She, I mean, she's got an incredible voice. Hailstorm is a Heavy. She's kind of the rock. Same. She's amazing. Metal. Oh, she's got a great voice, but she screams. Yeah. So if you know, think of well, the same way you know, corn screams, or think of Disturbed, or think of I don't know any of like the the heavy rock bands where the male lead singer, she is phenomenal, and their songs, the lyrics are funny. Her brother is the, the guitarist, the drummer, or the yeah. drummer, yeah. and when you listen to some of the song lyrics, you're like. It, I've likened her to a modern-day Pat Benatar. Okay, I, I've never really listened to that too much of Pat Benatar, <laughs> oh, wow, so I don't know if I can't explain that. But yeah, so we're, to, we've I, seen. I thought that would that would help add some context. <laughs> Tony might know not. more, but yeah. So no, we're super excited. This is as like concerts were starting to come back up. We're like, yeah. all right, we missed out on some big ones. Let's go. Yep. And of course, us being the old people we are, you know, we we had to get seats because I'm not standing around for that long. <laughs> so. Mike Epps is performing at the Venetian Saturday and Sunday, September 4th and 5th. Show start at 8.30 p.m. Tickets start at $65. Barry Manilow is returning to his residency at Westgate Thursday, September 16th. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $55. Fish is performing at the MGM Grand Garden Arena for four shows starting October 28th through 31st. Show start at 7.30 p.m. Tickets started an undisclosed amount. Yeah. They're going to be there for Halloween. Yeah. They're, oh, Lord. Fish. Yeah. Great. Pent-up demand is fuck. Debbie Gibson and Joey McIntyre <laughs> are performing at the Venetian August 26th through the 29th. Show start at oh 7.30. Tickets start at $545. Because Holy shit. No way. It's because that's no all that's way. left. Yes. They sold out so fast. All no that's left way. are these premier... Um, oh these my. premier seats. Okay, so that wasn't what they started at. That's it, just it all that's left. It is what they started at. When they started it to become available on Friday, they started at that because all their pre-sale tickets sold out. 
Okay, but what were the presale? I don't know. People w- who uh, had access to presale got them. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, I I can't. I literally cannot wrap my head around spending $545 for Debbie Gibson and Joy Mack. Right. I mean, <laughs> good for them. Listen, good for them. If you can sell tickets for that price, is good there, for you. Is there like food and beverage and maybe a meet and greet included with those? Debbie uh, Gibson better know. suck my fucking dick for $545. <laughs> There's no way she's worth that kind of pricing. And frankly, I'll give it to Joy McIntyre. <laughs> okay, I, let's so on. what I was thinking, I was like, or Joey might, you never know. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. So uh, Sublime with Rome are performing at Mandalay Beach Sunday, July 4th. Show starts at 80. Excuse me. Show starts at 8.30 p.m. Tickets start at $47. Oh, Tony's, we're losing Tony. He's dying We are fast. losing T-Bone. Let's move on quickly. <laughs> Don't forget you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists that we report on on our coming attractions calendar, which is on the blog. So let's check the river. Okay, so we've got a 360 FHE. This is our opportunity to go out and explore the ever-changing landscape of Las Vegas and share that experience with you. This week, you went out and explored the front yard. I can't wait to hear about this. This is at Ellis Island. Tell us about your firsthand experience. We had we had fun. This I love this space. Yeah, so we, silly us, we attempted to go on Sunday. And we're like, yeah, they've got brunch until three. We'll just go. And then, it, duh, it's Mother's Day. So brunch oh. was, was we got, we drove all the way down there and checked it. And they're like, no, we're sold out. And we're like, okay. Um, so we went back and tried it again and, you know, got in. Uh, actually, it was the, the game of the night's last regular season game. So it was not really full when we got there. We did have a reservation just to make sure. Um, it started filling up and it was filling up with Knights fans afterwards, which was, was yeah. fun because, you know, they turned the games on and yep. and everybody's cheering and, and the Knights were winning, so that was a good thing. Yeah, I ended up getting Hefeweiss and beer as well as the bacon, mac and cheese and Karen got the charcuterie board and I, I don't remember the uh, the drink that oh, you Oh, I tweeted it out. What was the name of it? Uh, it's too late now. It had tequila in it though, it, so it was good. Was it? Was It, it was tequila drink? and passion fruit and the half of ice was pretty good. Yeah, I'll find it because I, I want to know. It was, it. it was delicious. I do have to say that the bacon mac and cheese was made with with their uh, beer cheese, uh, and it was a bit it was a bit too much. It was heavy. Yeah, and and really, um, so like beer cheese is much much. Uh, like you, you think of beer cheese runnier. to dip in some, yeah, runnier. You think yeah. of it to dip stuff into, right? And it just coated. It's super salty. It coated the pasta. Like, yeah. Oh, that's interesting that it's salty. I am. I do not like things that are salty, and so a lot of times I'll, uh, you know, <laughs> that's I'll say, what she said. <laughs> well, right, like just like how do we how do we offset the saltiness that comes from say the cheese? Because right. if the cheese is going to be salty enough itself. You don't need to add it. Just let the cheese salt the rest of it. Right, right. That's, that's fascinating. And then they oh. added the bacon, and then yeah, Mark. Mark but, was kind of joking that you know, if I would have ordered the like the Bavarian pretzel to go with it, you could have like dipped the pretzel. Yeah, would have been perfect. into the the beer <laughs> cheese that's in the mac and cheese and soak some of that up. But right. I mean, the flavor was good. I thought. Yeah. But it just it was it, it was, was it the was cheese too much was to eat a little a, much. Eat a lot of yeah. 
And but then the, uh, the charcuterie board, we were both big fans of. Yeah. Oh, that bread was fantastic. Yes, I don't know was. what it was. It's it's, it's like, like a the, flatbread or something. I think. Yeah. It's like it had. It must have been dulted, dusted with salt on the outside. I don't know how to describe my breads, but it was it was thinner. Um, and it just pulled apart and it was delicious. And they had a fun little goat cheese that had, um, poppy seeds and nuts on the outside and salt. And, um, it had what just your normal charcuterie. It had pepperoni, salami, um, um, prosciutto, and then like three different aged cheeses and stuff on it with the bread. It was delicious. Oh, and it came also came with like an olive tapenade kind of thing but neither one of us like olives so we didn't touch that one oh so you- you're killing me <laughs> i i can't i'm sorry olives are just not my thing um oh and oh. it had a stone ground mustard on it that was very flavorful like it yeah. was a little bit went a long way but it was good yeah yeah so would you That's go again so cool oh absolutely i would too there's other things on the menu i want to try Agreed. i just i i think I don't know, for whatever reason we went that night, I'm like, well, if I get the charcuterie board, I'm not, I know I'm not going to eat anything else. We, we're not eating much lately. It's kind of, yeah, that's always the, 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 the downfall about some of our FHEs is that we don't, we just don't eat a lot of food. Right. So we can't sample a bunch of but it. But the benefit of being locals is you get to bring it home. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. Some, sometimes you don't, you don't, I don't know. That, that's yeah. a gamble. Well, because you want to try more things. And so literally, because when we sat down, Mark was like, well, I think I'm going to do the mac and cheese and I want to try the French dip. And we're like, okay. And then he just ordered and all he got was the mac and cheese. And I'm like, yeah, hey, I don't want know the French why dip. I got, and he's I got like, cowardly. No. But I saw the guy at the table next to us had it. It looked really good. Yeah. So it's on my list of, uh, of, of things. So yeah, no, to, I, to I definitely want to go back. There's uh, plenty of other things on the menu. It's just, it is a fun, it's a fun, it's a fun space. Area, yeah. I wish it was bigger. Yeah. Because I think that they could pack that thing. Yeah. Um, but the, the wait staff was great. Uh, the cocktail, again, it was called the Passion Road was what I got. Okay. Um, but it's a tequila based with, um, or excuse me, Paradise Road. But it's tequila based with passion fruit in it. It was fantastic. Okay. But yeah, the, you know, they have their own beer. So if you're a beer person, they had some fun cocktails. Um, they had some interesting food options, you know, yeah. like fun appetizers and stuff to try. So I would totally, absolutely yeah, would totally go back go there back. again. Absolutely. And then here's a little follow-up for you guys and your your utter shock over the uh, sticker price for Debbie Gibson and Joey McIntyre. The resale websites have now been updated, and you can now get tickets for $130. Okay, so. thank God. <laughs> All right. Much better. more appropriate. That's better. <laughs> and even that's still about $100 overpriced. <laughs> I think that's going to do it, kids, for episode number 364. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. You can get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360vegas and get 360vegas shirts, mugs, and anything else that we can slap a logo on at zazzle.com slash 360vegas if you'd like to send us some feedback written or audio please do so which is uh 360vegas podcast at gmail.com tony where can (laughs) folks find you i will be partially sober at 360vegas tony (laughs) (laughs) but not until tomorrow right (laughs) right karen i am at 360vegas karen he just told you where you can find me so until next time (laughs) 